Steve Arbato here. That's right. Every Sunday on News 12 Plus at 10 o'clock, you check us out. Lessons in Leadership with my colleague, Mary Gamba. Mary, what is it, Easter? I mean, we're taping <laughs> in the fall of 2021, and you look like you have your Easter clothes on. Hey, don't even start. You're wearing a magenta. Can we call that magenta tie? And once again, we did not coordinate. But as I always said, we have that uh, ESP going on or mental telepathy or something. So I think we coordinate very well. Well, you look great, as does our good friend Dennis Wilson, president and CEO of Delta Dental. We'll just join in a minute. Hey, Mary, do me a favor. Since Delta Dental is one of our major sponsors of Lessons in Leadership, and we're going to put up their website, put up their logo so people can find out more. Dennis. You got a shot of this, guys? Ah, uh, yes. Dennis, tell everyone what this is. <laughs> uh, so, so, so that is our uh, our protective mask, um, and uh, it's it's got our logo on it, and more importantly, most importantly, the smile. So, we we hope you're smiling underneath the mask and through the mask. There you and go. the great thing was, this was worn at the Delta Dental annual fundraiser golf outing at Essexville Country Club for Special Olympics of New Jersey. Everyone had these, and I was proud to be a part of that event. Hey, Mary, before we bring in Dennis formally, even though I just screwed things up and just bring him in, um, tell everyone who our sponsors are, including Delta Dental. Sure. So first and foremost, thank you so much, Dennis and Delta Dental, for your support. It means so much to Lessons in Leadership. And you're in great company. We've got Prager Medis, Valley Bank, the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 825, the North Ward Center is one of our newest underwriters as well. So we're very thrilled about that. Kessler Foundation. And then we also have Seton Hall University and the Bacino Leadership Institute. So as you could see, we are surrounded by a lot of great leaders and companies and organizations throughout the state of New Jersey. And Dennis, Dennis may check us out on News 12 Plus, but there are a whole range of other uh, spots that you can spot. There are platforms and they'll be up throughout the program. Dennis, let me get you into this because I know we have a busy schedule today. We have kicked off a series in partnership with Delta Dental. Uh, of New Jersey, talking about small business. Okay, small business and leadership. What is the difference between being a leader? By the way, I want to thank Randy Stoddard, your, your, your key person, your leader, when it comes to marketing, branding, and bringing things together. He helped make this happen. Help us understand something. What the heck is the difference between leadership and small business, leadership in a nonprofit, leadership in big business? What's the difference, Dennis? You know, Steve, uh, leadership is leadership. I, I don't think there, there is a difference, quite frankly, uh, particularly with small business. So I, I think that, that, that leadership is situational. It's adaptive. There is no one right leadership style that fits with all circumstances and situations. And then transitioning that line of thought to, to small business, these are, these are companies that, that, that innovate, that trial, that error, that move forward, that get bigger, that, that, that change, that, that do all of the things that are necessary when you kind of think about all of those descriptors that great leaders do. So leadership, small business, synonymous. Real quick as Mary jumps in, and by the way, we've been getting more and more emails and text messages. Hey, Steve, shut up. Let Mary talk. So I'll do that in a second. Uh, Dennis, why Delta Dental not only committing to this series on small business and leadership with us on lessons in leadership, but across the board, it is part of your corporate culture, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. So we're 51 years young, uh, Delta Dental uh, of New Jersey. And, and 
in the prior 50 years and even going into the future, really we excelled with large business. Uh, we, as a system, have a 40% or more market share in the Fortune 500. Two of three teachers in the state of New Jersey uh, carry a Delta dental card, part of our legacy and part of our moving forward. But when you think about it, small business comprises and define it as you will, companies under 50, even companies under 500, if you wanna to go to that upward range, comprise 90% of the businesses or more um, in this state. They are part of the fabric. We are part of the fabric. We're here uh, by some definition, we can call ourselves at, at least a mid-sized business, if not a small business with 300 employees here in Persephone, New Jersey. So, you know, it, it was just unnatural for us to go there. And I think a requirement for us regarding our social mission to provide as much quality dental care and service to as many people as possible, why not small business? So, you know, absolutely important pillar in our strategic mission. Well said. Mary, jump in. Yeah, sure thing, Dennis. And, and really, as we're taping this, obviously, the pandemic has been ongoing 18 months and more. But then there was also a really bad, it was uh, Hurricane Ida that came through, tons of flooding in New Jersey. How do small businesses especially, because they were struggling because of the pandemic, how are they letting their people know, hey, we're here for you and we're going to get through this together? Do you have some tips and tools for small business owners that may be watching and are saying, hey, how do I really let my team know I'm here to support them in these challenging times? I think the first thing that comes to mind uh, for me is never underestimate uh, the power and reach of, of, of social media, right, um, of, of your own interactions. One thing that uh, COVID has taught us in terms of doing business in the pandemic environment is, is innovation, is uh, ways to communicate with each other that are not person to person and when each by each other I mean not only our associates employees um, and so forth but you know our, our our vendors customers and strategic partners we've actually come more I think closer together um, through those means than sometimes in-person means although you know we certainly miss uh, and there's a gap without that interaction but number one I'd say never underestimate the the power of not only social media, but broadly uh, technology, your website. You know, I, I think to have a, a, a website that is able to right now. earn a dime is terrific. By the way, I'm sorry, our great production team in post-production, uh, Sylvester puts it in there and makes sure it's there. Mary, I'll give you a quick follow-up. Yeah, definitely. So Dennis, I know you're not used to me giving you a follow-up. <laughs> I know I was sitting here. I'm like, oh, I guess that was my turn. That'll be it. <laughs> and one thing that we always talk about, um, especially in small businesses, is really just um, an issue of retention, right? Like there's so oh. many different competing. I know, Steve, I know I'm opening a Pandora's box, but I do have- Timing, I have timing, a genuine... timing. Go ahead. I know. But Dennis, we do have, I do have this question for you because we see it all the time. And obviously Del Delta Dental is a great organization, but especially with the pandemic, I think People have realized, hey, I'm working from home. I could maybe look elsewhere. How do you really let your team know, hey, we appreciate you. We value you and you're a valued member of this company. 
So it's beyond compensation, right? As a matter of fact, I think compensation is the smallest piece. Um, it does help a little. It helps. Whoa, 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 Dennis. Dennis. Oh, no. Compens now I find out that compensation is the smallest piece when two weeks ago, Mary said to me, we need to make significant adjustments with our staff members to send a message to them <laughs> that we love them. Mary, can we get the money back? No, we can't. But Dennis, tell us what else do we need to do? Because I thought I'm yeah. not. I money motivates me. So what okay. else? Do you, no. What's the let, second motivator? Dennis, money is a motivator. Go ahead. So, so let, let, let's assume that you're compensating people fairly to begin with, Mary. Right. So uh, let, let's assume that that's the baseline. You know, compensation is, although important piece, it's the smallest piece because it's about you know how you allow employees to uh, adapt to their to their new lives in in this environment right in a virtual environment we found out we learned that hey um for a lot of positions uh people um uh, associates don't have to be there every day um and you know what there's 24 hours in a day and the workday does not necessarily have to be nine to five so to speak it can it can flex depending on the demands of, of your customers. And there's also, I think, bigger, higher causes that are important, particularly, you know, with folks that are that are under 50, uh, call, call them millennials, uh, call them uh, the, the, the next generation that talk about what, what are we as organizations, as companies doing that's socially responsible? How do we Special value- Special Olympics of New Jersey, sorry for interrupting Dennis, that's just one of many organizations. Give us two or three others. Special Olympics of New Jersey is a great organization that Delta Dental is a lead supporter of. Give us a couple others that jump out. Well, our foundation uh, has been partners with uh, Zufall uh, Health System- and, Oh, they're and, great. And providing benefits for, um, uh, underprivileged uh, uh, veterans, if you will, that's right. Uh, throughout the throughout the year, uh, a great cause of many. We have volunteer days where uh, folks uh, through endorsed and affiliated organizations like Habitat for Humanity, various uh, animal and pet shelters, go out and volunteer. It's that sort of stuff. Yeah that really energizes uh, uh, associates and employees and they feel good about being aligned with the organization. So it's more than money. You know what? I should have consulted Dennis Wilson before we just gave significant salary yeah. increases. <laughs> Next time. Way, in, Next time. On all seriousness to everyone on our team, you are underpaid. Um, hopefully you don't feel underappreciated those salary adjustments were more than worth it. And it's part of the equation, but Dennis makes some great points that it's so much more. Hey, Dennis, this is part of the series that looks at small business and leadership. Uh, small business makes a big difference. And if you are not a great leader, you can't lead any business, particularly one that's smaller and challenged. Hey, Dennis, I look forward to a whole range of interview interviews we'll be doing with others. Dennis will be kicking off the series and helping us introduce some of the other folks uh, including Karen Hepp, right, Mary, from yeah, Delta Dental, who will be joining us. Hey, Dennis, thank you. And thank you for allowing us to bring the story of small business to our lessons and leadership audience. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Steve. Thank well you. done. I'm Steve. That's Mary. That's Dennis. We'll be right back. 
This edition of Lessons in Leadership is made possible by the Bucino Leadership Institute at Seton Hall University, Prager Metis, Valley Bank, the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 825, the North Ward Center, the New Jersey Sharing Network, Delta Dental of New Jersey, Kessler Foundation, and Seton Hall University, showing the world what great minds can do since 1856. This is Mary Gamba. If you want more leadership tips and tools, log on to stand-deliver.com. That's stand-deliver.com. Promotional support for this edition of Lessons in Leadership with me, Steve Adubato, and my colleague, Mary Gamba, has been provided by NJ.com, NJBIA, and New Jersey Business Magazine, CIANJ, and Commerce Magazine. Disastrous detour. The chapel bells are ringing, but you're stuck, adding 10 points to a three-point turn. This looks like a job for smile power. Good thing your healthy smile is revved up with grin guarding affordable dental benefits. So your healthy smile can keep you on the right route. Unleash your smile power with Delta Dental. Uh, welcome back, folks. Lessons in Leadership. Steve Adubato, Mary Gamma. By the way, you may not realize this, folks, but we have way too much fun when we're not on camera. Sometimes when we are on camera. Um, these are long, these are long, part of leadership, Mary, mm -hmm. is about working long days and not complaining, right? It's about endurance, and sometimes we don't even eat. <laughs> but sometimes we do eat, but we don't eat as healthy as we'd like to. Can Ooh, we do yeah. this for a quick second? Um, I know Scarlin behind here hasn't even eaten anything all day. I know that Elvin, who's directing, and he's just got a three-ring circus going on. Elvin, can we get a quick shot again? I'm sorry if you've seen Elvin before on camera. He's a good-looking, talented guy. Um, no, 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 oh. no, 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 no. What was behind your left shoulder about two minutes ago? A big box of what? They're not a sponsor, but what was it? Show Here it. Here it comes. There okay. it is. So you fed your whole family, right? You were complaining that it was not healthy, that there, was no, there were no breaks today. That's the way our operation is. And you were not happy about it. And you were a little bit, my family, we call it whining. Can we take a shot of my friend, Frank Brown, 30 years oh, together? Oh, here comes okay. Frank. Frank, how would you like to respond to Elvin's complaints about McDonald's? Oh, there. <laughs> I'd like to use a much smaller, you know, tiny. I always do this. It's a the, little the, the violin. The tiniest violin in the world to, to, to cry for him. But you know what, Elvin? I gotta you, know, you know why? Because uh, I don't know how Frank decided to go upstairs and make a salad for himself. I don't even oh, yeah. know how he had the time to go upstairs and make he a had, salad. He gave us 10 minutes. Ten no, minutes. no, no, no. Elvin, describe yes, the salad. I wish we had a shot of the salad. I wish it we had a shot of the salad, too. Like It was it was a gourmet salad. Well, it was just it was great. Gourmet. We're all starving, and then it he was a big bowl. <laughs> You know what it was? It was Frank's butler who made the salad. <laughs> because I don't know when we had time to get up and go make some food. So yeah. that's what you were getting at. Oh. Frank, let me ask you a question. Okay. Did you make that salad and put the audio on like autopilot? <laughs> no. Uh, you gave us we you no, gave I us gave 20 you. minutes. We had no, we had a 20 uh, minute block, but yeah, 20 minutes. How long did it take to make, no, make a salad? Me. It's a salad for crowd. You guys act like it was you know, no. some everybody type of ate London everybody broil. ate crappy except you today. It was not London broil, it was a salad. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't so know. I don't know, Frank. I don't know. 
So listen, anyway, McDonald. Listen, for uh, Steve Perry to get back to it. We got under two minutes. We will. By the way, um, McDonald's will soon throw. be a sponsor of Lessons in Leadership. <laughs> Thanks to me. Thanks to me. There it is, Mickey D's. Uh, hey, Mary, what do we introduce our? You know, we have serious friends at Seton Hall University. And, and, and at the Bicino we Leadership Institute, we're just goofing around. Let's introduce our next uh, segment, Mary. Yeah, so uh, we are thrown right now. Tom Shea, he's a professor and program director Where? at Seton Hall University. So it is the Department of Education, Leadership, Management, and Policy in the College of Education at Seton Hall University. And the Seton Hall Pirates, right? Oh, yeah. Go Pirates. He's a big basketball fan at Seton Hall. Tom Shea, Lessons in Leadership. Franco, have another salad. Hey, Tom, let me ask you, in your 2020 book, uh, 115 Proven Ways to Dramatically Improve Your Agency, Your Officers, and Your Leadership, I'm especially interested in leadership as part of our Lessons in Leadership series, supported by Seton Hall University um, and the Bucino Leadership Institute. What is the biggest change, in your view, that needs to be made around, quote-unquote, police or leadership um, among the ranks of police officers, men and women? Are you referring to police leaders or the actual rank and file police officers? Or both? Do both. Well, because because I think you can have obviously be a leader whether you have rank or not. And I think some of the best leaders that I served with and under had no rank. You know, they, they go out and do the right thing every day. They live, they set an example for the people they work with, both colleagues, superiors, and subordinates. And regardless of whether it's unpopular or not, I think when we, I'm always a big fan of moral courage and integrity. And I think everyone likes to say that they have moral courage, integrity, but when it really comes down to it and push comes to shove, do you really have the moral integrity? And I don't know that a lot of leaders in general, not just police leaders do. Because if, if, you, if your life is negatively affected or it affects a benefit that you have, especially, I think that people usually take the passive avoidance route because it's hard. It's hard to be a leader. Yeah, yeah I'm going to follow up on that. I often use this quote on lessons in leadership from an interview I did with the uh, uh, general, uh, head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Colin Powell, who said to me in an interview years ago, great leaders sometimes piss people off. Now, I think to myself, you, you can do that in any arena. And he was saying, you get people angry because you do the right thing. You get people angry because you say what the truth is that they may not want to hear. You get people angry and peeved at you if you acknowledge what they have done is wrong and there are consequences for that person who did those things. Now, here's why I'm asking. If great leaders sometimes, sometimes piss people off in general, but what about in a military or a paramilitary structure? It's got to be a thousand times worse. Well, it, it is. And, and, and I, I need to stress and I need to clarify the differences. If, if it's an emergent situation, there's no time for democracy. There has to be orders given, orders received, and orders followed. For instance, if you have a train crash, it's not a time to debate what, how we're going to do this. There's no brainstorming session. No. However, in normal day-to-day -day operations, subordinates should be allowed, albeit respectfully, to disagree with their superiors. And superiors should, should also allow that to, to prompt a different perspective and maybe think about whatever they're discussing in a different way to make a, a better informed decision. If you're a good leader, you're going to seek to do that with your subordinates. Yeah, but the, the number of stripes that you have on your arm often dictates the degree to which you can speak up or should be speaking up. Police culture, 
Overall, does it, in your view, support the kind of leadership at every level where there's candid feedback given up, down, across, regardless of what's on your arm? How many stripes? Generally speaking, no. However, I have seen and served under excellent leaders that often ask me what I thought, who outranked me by two to three ranks. And I respected them more and I did not want to dis disappoint them more so than anyone else I worked with, if that makes sense. Because and what does a leader need to do to create a culture where there's more of that candid, honest feedback? That's a great question because I don't know that that's a learned skill or can be developed. Well, I mean, we're having How much a discussion. of it is about emotional intelligence, as Dr. Daniel Goleman talks about. How much of it about is it about having a sense of self-confidence and self-awareness that you want to know where you've screwed up as opposed to being told what you would like to hear, which most of us like? Most of us like. And most yeah, of us I know like I do. It's, I struggle to hear. When the team tells me, I'm not in a, listen, I'm a broadcaster. The stakes aren't that high. But I don't love when the team pushes back on me. I don't love when I'm told that the way I've handled something wasn't the best way, not even close. That's in a, forget about military or paramilitary structure. It's in a media environment. I've got to believe it's much tougher in yours and your former environment. It doesn't have to be. Like I said, I've served under his name is Bill Richards, and I want to say his name because he was a great leader. Um, very, very introspective and would often ask you. But at the same time, once he made his decision, he made it very clear and communicated to you that that's his decision. And there was no right. longer room for debate. And you respected it because he gave you the opportunity to debate it with him respectfully. And by the way, where was that? Let everybody know. Remind everyone about your background. Long Branch Police Department. How many years? Um, I served until 19. I bought back some military time to go into academia. Mm. Did you love being a cop? There were parts about it I absolutely loved and parts about it I absolutely detested. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but for who I was back then, I'm a different man now, obviously. I've grown, but for who I was as a young man, it was the perfect, perfect job for me because it was so chaotic and unpredictable. Final question. I ask everyone I'm teaching also up at the Bucino Leadership Institute at, at Seton Hall University. I'm always asking, what's the What's the number one leadership lesson you have learned to date? What's yours? Humility, introspection, moral courage. You have to have those to be, especially to be a police leader and especially in today's climate. Hey, Tom, thank you. My pleasure. All the best to the, uh, the pirates up at uh, Seton Hall. Thanks, Tom. Thank you for having me. I want to thank our good friend Tom Shea and the folks at Seton Hall University, longtime higher ed partner, sponsor of what we do. And I'm looking forward, Mary, to teaching once again at the Bucino Leadership Institute in the spring of 2022. Did you uh, just Dr. agree? Did we just lock that down? Uh, we did, yeah. Dr. Price is amazing. And Dr. We're Brian Price. Yep. And the students there, they always inspire us and we are always challenging them. They challenge us and it's always just a great experience. So I'm looking forward to that. And I said before, and I'll say it again, I just purchased our season tickets to, the show's become very promotional. You have so like a magic box or something. You can pull out a rabbit, you pull out hats, you pull out mugs. I don't, I, I don't know how you have that much stuff in front the of sign you. Sign Yankee very ball. Impressive. But the Seton Hall <laughs> basketball, men's basketball team just purchased our season, season tickets. I want to thank the athletic department. Well, they did, I paid for them. I just want to be clear. So uh, here we go. And by the way, we sponsor, when you go to the games, you see our promotional stuff for our one-on-one -on -one program, one-on-one -on -one with Steve Adubato. You see it on the baseline at Seton Hall Basketball at Mary.
Where are the games? The Prudential Center, of course, in downtown Newark, New Jersey. And who is the team that's not so good anymore that plays hockey there? They're amazing. How dare you say that? They're going to okay. get better. They're, no, I they're say that get every better. year. I know. Mm -hmm. So let's do this. We have a couple of minutes left. Mary, this is the one thing I want to run past you. You and I have been having this conversation. By the way, Mary and I talk. I feel like I've been shot out of a cannon today, um, which is actually a good thing in the spirit of what I'm about to say. Mary and I have countless conversations. I'm sending her text messages and emails. She's doing the same thing with me, coming across a new book, whether it's Extreme Ownership or Good to Great or whatever it is. Uh, the Real Lincoln, which we're going to be talking about at some point, a little more complex as a leader than people think. But the thing I said to you the other day is, Mary, when things go wrong or things, and by the way, production, things go wrong all the time. Your home, things go wrong all the time. Uh, not to mention that we lost our power just last week when we were taping because a landscaper cut the, uh, the wire to the internet. Why do I say that? I said, Mary, if we don't talk to ourselves in those moments and tell ourselves, look, something's gone wrong, not only don't panic, but be more solution-oriented. There's an, a great quote here, Mary, I want to, uh, I don't know if I even said that to you. It's from Henry Ford. Don't find fault, find a remedy. Mm -hmm. Thank you, by the way. That was Mary Gamba finding that. There's the point to this whole thing. When I don't talk to myself and when I don't motivate myself to be in a good place, I am cranky, nasty, curt. My wife, Jennifer, I hope she doesn't hear this or watch this because she knows. What is this whole thing with self-talk and putting ourselves in the right frame of mind and leadership, Mary? Yeah, it's huge. I, I've said it here in the space before every day before i throw my feet out of bed i say be positive be productive and have perspective and no matter what i'm going through if i have a headache if i didn't sleep well i said to you this morning i had a horrible night's sleep last you night. did i you did. did and you want to know what it it you need to just kick your butt back in a gear and be positive because you want to know what i mean at the end of the day we're all here we're doing the best that we can and when things go wrong things you know you could have 99 percent of the stuff go right but that self-talk, because once you start getting down on yourself, once you start beating yourself up over a mistake that was made, or worse, as you said, when you lost internet that day, thank you to Scarlin and Elvin and Frank and the team, everybody jumped right in and said, what can we do to help? Laura and I got right on the phone. We started calling. Laura Van Bloom. Yep. How can we get a hotspot set up? And you know, how are we going to start? The producers jump right in. Okay. If we need to push the guests. So everybody had a can-do attitude. And that has to do with that self-talk and also as a leader, showing your team that you practice what you preach and take a deep breath rather than losing your cool. I'm glad you said take a deep breath. Um, do me a favor, Scarlin, zoom in on this. I've never shown this before on camera before, Mary. I have this with me at every taping. What is it? Can you see what it says? I don't know if you can do that. Can you see it? You can tell us what it says. It looks like a stone and I believe it says breathe. I know it sounds nutty. I know we got a minute left. <clears throat> If I don't remind myself literally to breathe, actually take a deep breath when stuff happens, and I don't, I don't carry this around with me all the time, particularly on a golf course, I should carry this. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Uh, if you don't do that and you get yourself in a bad frame of mind, you not only make that bad decisions, but you say things you wish you hadn't said, you regret it, you take it back, you say, I'm sorry if you do the right thing. But if sometimes I literally take this and hold on to it and I go, just breathe and don't be an idiot right now. You may ask, what does that have to do with leader 
leadership. Ask yourself how many people lose their cool. If you've read lessons in leadership, particularly the introduction, I talk about for 20 years plus, I've been trying to work on, you know, be, I can't even say being more chill, being more normal. Hey, that's it, Mary. Why don't you say goodbye to everybody? Goodbye, everybody. And be grateful today and definitely take time to breathe and hug your loved ones around you. And that's nice. I can't fit that on a rock, hug your loved ones, but I like that. <laughs> Lessons in Leadership. See you next time. This edition of Lessons in Leadership is made possible by the Bucino Leadership Institute at Seton Hall University, Prager Metis, Valley Bank, the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 825, the North Ward Center, the New Jersey Sharing Network, Delta Dental of New Jersey, Kessler Foundation, and Seton Hall University, showing the world what great minds can do since 1856. This is Mary Gamba. If you want more leadership tips and tools, log on to stand-deliver.com. Promotional support for this edition of Lessons in Leadership with me, Steve Adubato, and my colleague, Mary Gamba, has been provided by NJ.com, NJBIA, and New Jersey Business Magazine, CIANJ, and Commerce Magazine. Disastrous detour. The chapel bells are ringing, but you're stuck, adding 10 points to a three-point turn. This looks like a job for smile power. Good thing your healthy smile is revved up with grin guarding affordable dental benefits. So your healthy smile can keep you on the right route. Unleash your smile power with Delta Dental.